And now the Exit Coach Radio Show proudly presents the All-Star Review, a compilation of one-minute highlights from past guests. Hear more one-minute highlights and full interviews from these guests at ExitCoachRadio.com. Of all the things that can happen on the way to the sale of your business, having a deal fall apart because of sloppy financials is probably the worst. Here's expert Addison Adams. In the sale of a company, you are in a very cooperative process with the other side. If you're the seller of the business and the buyer is coming in and evaluating whether to buy your business, there needs to be a high level of trust there. A trust that you are not only being open and honest about your business and what you know about it, but also credibility that you know what you're talking about. And that when you hand over your financial statements, for example, they're they're clean, they're correct, um, they're complete, and they're not misleading. Preferably, they're audited, and not only currently audited, but going back several years. And this This is so that there is a confidence that comes in from the point of view of the buyer. You're the trustee of your company's 401k or profit sharing plan. You have certain responsibilities. What can happen when things go wrong? We ask Buck Blanton. We have a responsibility when we run qualified plans as a business owner or in that world, we call it a plan sponsor. That person has a responsibility of due care and due loyalty to the participant. And sometimes we forget that when we run plans and we do other things. But as you said, those breaches can become kind of onerous. The 2013 audit year, there were 3,500 166 audits performed by the Department of Labor and more than 2.7 billion with a B dollars in fines and penalties were levied. All of those things can be done and levied against corporate officers personally. It's not your corporate seat that might get sued or uh, levied. It's going to be you personally. What are some of the biggest challenges facing family businesses in their management transition? We asked Transition Consulting Group's David and Paul Karofsky for their thoughts regarding this topic. As the baby boomers are coming of age and getting a little bit older, as the next generation is starting to get a little bit older and come into that leadership position, this transfer of not only monetary wealth, we're talking about the businesses, the assets, whatever it might be, There needs to be a plan to transfer that seamlessly. To my dad's point, the more planning you do and you talk about it as to what that transition of ownership looks like, what is that transition of leadership, those two are are not the same. They They can be similar in tie, but they can be mutually exclusive as well. But until you really have a plan as to how you transfer that business from one generation to the next, it's very difficult to do it. When a parent passes away, sometimes dealing with mom or dad's effects can be challenging. Here's senior real estate expert Allison Whitaker. There's different levels of sorting through things, and so we work with organizers and professional inventory, people, estate sale planners, and basically they come in and they will help you sort, is this a donation pile, is this a for sale pile, are these items things that we need to send off to our auction house in London to get appraised and actually auction off. There's different auction houses as well, not just Sotheby's, if it's sports memorabilia, you know, that we would recommend recommend using. There's also that element of, is it a good time to sell the house when it comes to taxes? Taxes are a whole nother conversation and a lot of times people think, well, the market's up, we should just sell the house, but there could be some tax ramifications depending upon the way the estate has been set up that maybe it's better to rent it out for a couple years. 
How would an attorney specializing in professionals handle a case differently? We asked Miranda McCroskey. A young man came to me with an allegation of a hit and run, and he was looking at jail time. Going to jail was going to be a big problem for a lot of reasons. So I provided the district attorney with all the mitigating factors, all the factors that they could consider in determining his sentence. And I stressed to the DA the consequences of the criminal conviction on this young man. And the benefit is he was able to do a diversion program, which means avoiding the conviction entirely. The less obvious benefit was that he avoided the criminal conviction that would have affected his path because he wanted to be a physical therapist. From the application process to the physical therapy board, through the renewals that each board has, he would have had to bring that conviction up year after year and discuss that. And so he got to avoid all of that. At ExitCoachRadio.com, we're interviewing over 100 top advisors to get you one-minute tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new content daily at 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. With all the social media platforms to choose from, why has YouTube become so popular? We asked Joan Pounds. The um, younger generations do a lot more visually, so a lot of times your YouTube videos and things like that are better ways to reach out to them. I found out through my son, actually, who's a teenager, that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, and I had no idea. I never even thought about going to YouTube to find out how to do something, and the beauty about YouTube is we can create our own videos right now from our phones and upload them to YouTube. And the neat thing about that is you're creating your own celebrity during that time. People buy from those they know, like, and trust. And that's one way for people to reach out, begin to know you and to like you and to trust you. Family businesses can be very challenging sometimes. Here's Roseanne Levy from the Roark Group. What I tell people is think about your family and think about working with them. We address many issues of families who work together and really help them resolve them. What are they dealing with? What are their major issues? And, you know, just from there, we, you know, work with the family, work with all members of the family. Of course, all the family members have to be in agreement to say, okay, we want to make this better. We want it to work because God knows in many cases they're not interested in cooperating and they each go their own way and then the business tends to not thrive so we're very much on top of what families go through and I did have one member <laughs> I love to share this uh, who said gosh if we could only learn to run our businesses with our heads and not our hearts we'd be a lot more successful so that's always stayed with me and it's really the truth John Murphy and David Horwich help business owners think like business buyers. Here's some of the common things that they see out there. We tend to find many of the same things. We look at management, we look at the financial foundation, how good are the numbers, both historically and, and in the future. We look at the growth. What we often find is business owners spend too much money on growth. They plant a lot of seeds and they plant too many seeds because they don't take enough time sometimes up front to determine what are the criteria they should use to judge the seeds, so they kind of plant a lot. Another common theme that's been running through a lot of our clients over the last year or so has been sales operations and sales strategy and sales operations and development. A lot of companies that we've been working with, they're sold out in growth and they're not sure why. And what we have found in taking a good hard look at them is that they don't have a great sales strategy in place. So we help them assess that, put that in place, and then get it going. 
Today's topic is about cost reduction, specifically LED lighting. Here's Chaz Dykes. LED lights are something in the neighborhood of 70% more efficient. So it's, it's a substantial, very significant savings. Whenever I explain our program of cost reduction through LED retrofit, people say, oh yeah, that's exactly like what they're doing with the solar panels. And I'll tell you what, it's really very, very different than that. What people fail to understand is that if you go with the solar projects for your house and you have the panels put on, you don't own those panels. The company owns those panels, and you're just leasing them. Oh. That, the company goes in and goes to the feds and to the local governments and gets credits. all of those credits and all those rebates they do. Under with my program, you own the lights, you get all of that, all of that savings in addition to the reduced cost. Okay, so you're ready to start your exit plan. We asked for three quick tips from Stacy McKibben. Get your number. What is it that you're retiring to or that you're working towards? Understand what that is. That'll help your team to be able to help you to work backwards from that. So know that number and be prepared. Two is look around at your team. Core values of a company are exuded and exemplified by their team. More often than not, the challenges that I see in profitability are due to the fact of lack of productivity by the team. Lastly is run your business like you drive your car car. You look at your car with a dashboard, you would get in a car and you would make sure that you had enough gas, that there was no check engine light on. All of those same things apply in your business. Do you have a clear dashboard? Do you understand how to read it? You don't need to be an accountant, but you do need to understand what the numbers are and that is the health rating of a business.